Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Working class on DeerCast. I'm here. I can't, technically have two co-hosts today, which is fun. Mark and Taylor Drury. What's up, guys? How are you? And special guest, Kendall Jones. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was really challenging to get a hold of you to do this podcast through your agent <laughs> and all your, your PR team. They do a really good job of vetting um, stupid podcast hosts nowadays. So <laughs> thanks for cutting time well, out. They- they let me on with Taylor, so <laughs> it's, it's tough out here. <laughs> it's tough out here. So what's going on? Where are you at right now? Right now I'm actually in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. I was up in Glenwood. I was up at the Total Archery Challenge in Glenwood Springs. We came down to Pagosa Springs to go fly fishing and we're headed down to New Mexico to go to a hike to hunt event this weekend. So kind of all over the place traveling. Very cool. Did you shoot at the Total Archery Challenge or set up as a vendor or what were you doing there? I was working with the camo company that I work with. So I was helping them out with the booth. Um, my friend, my other friend, Taylor, not this Taylor, got sent last minute and she needed some help. So I tagged along and helped her. And then we planned this hike to hunt event while we were at the last one. So it's kind of all last minute. What's hike to hunt? I don't think I've ever heard of that. I haven't either. I I think it's kind of the same thing as a total archery challenge. I think that they like it's in Angel Fire, New Mexico. So I'm assuming that they do like the 3D archery through the mountains and oh, very cool. It's probably similar. I've never I had never heard of it either. I think it's more of a newer one, a smaller one. Oh, very cool. Well, moving along. So I have a couple questions for you specifically, and I don't know, Mark and Taylor. You can follow my lead wherever. Maybe you have something to throw in, but. I guess it's more of like selfish. It's selfish questions for me because um, our working class bow hunter crew, we're going to Africa the end of this month. 
and I Ooh, know you fun. have a lot of experience over there. Um, and I just wanted to kind of pick your brain on African adventures. I know you've you've done a lot. You've been over there a lot. Um, what can I expect, and what's something I need to like look out for on my first time going? Oh my gosh! First of all, I'm jealous. I love it over there. Y'all have never been Mark and Taylor, have y'all? No. no. Do you have any interest? I, well, I, I don't have interest. Too long a flight for my. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've always loved watching Kindle stuff, and especially because Kindle has like knowledge and information on African hunting, which I think sometimes is rare. Like you don't always hear the backside of things. Yeah. But yeah, I've just, I mean, I think I would go. I wouldn't turn down an invite, but I've just never gone because we haven't been into African stuff. Yeah, I get it. Some people, it's not on a lot of people's radar, but everyone that I've talked to kind of has the same enthusiasm like you do, Kendall, when you're like excited. Oh, you're going, you're going to love it. Like you're going to want to go back as much as possible. That's the, that's the most common like response I get when I tell someone we're going. Yeah, I was about to say, if you plan a trip over there, you need to be able to afford a second trip because once you go over there, you're going to want to go back immediately. I absolutely love it. It's beautiful. The people over there are so nice and you get treated literally like royalty over there. It's and all the wildlife is so pretty and you learn so much. They just have a different way of life over there than we do here in America. Mm. They're so grateful for everything. And one thing I would suggest you do is take um, like some school supplies or just some American candy and go and visit a school over there, like a local village school, because it's eye-opening and life-changing. And I do it every single time I go. One thing to watch out for is the snakes. They have some of the most deadliest snakes <laughs> in the world over there. I've seen a puff adder. I've seen a cobra. Can't remember what the, what's the ones that like have like a diamond head? Like a python? It's, it's some kind of cobra over there. Oh. I've seen um, a black mamba over there. I grabbed a python by the tail over there. So they wow. have, it's called the dark continent for a reason. Right. Well, I'm so looking forward to it. You, Go ahead, Taylor. What you're saying is you might come back to the U.S. without a leg or arm, but it's going to be a blast. <laughs> yeah, you'll have a great time. They're just black mambas in your lives. Well, fun, <laughs> fun fact about black mambas is they, they can stand up half of their body length and strike you. So they're like eight foot long. They Good. can stand up four feet and strike you right in the heart. So Oh, great. Yeah. Why'd you, why you have to add that detail right in the heart? It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm already sketched out. I'm a 30 hour flight from home, but look out for black mambas. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Great. Hey, it's fine. I, I haven't gotten bit yet and I've been over there like seven or eight times. Haven't seen anyone get bit. So that's good. What, what's been the reaction? Cause I feel like when I tell people I'm going that don't hunt and I feel it's something I also want to get into with you. I feel like you've kind of tapped out even outside the hunting industry a little bit with, you know, being pro second amendment and with the NRA that kind of puts you in a good way outside the industry as like a spokesperson for what we do in our community, you know, but what's like kind of the reaction of like, you come back, you killed a lion, you killed like some of these animals that people see as like shocking, I guess like to us, it's not, but to non hunters, they're like, why would you do that? It seems like this weird, they don't get it. They don't understand the conservation of it. Can you just kind of go into detail on that a little bit? Like some of your experiences with that? Yeah, well, that's kind of how I got started in the outdoor industry. Mm -hmm. I went over there back in 2014, killed the Dangerous 7, and posted it on social media and got a lot of hate for it. And I get it. People see these majestic animals that you see in Disney movies, 
and they don't understand. But I think it just goes back to education and educating people on why we do it and what conservation is and why it's important for us to go over there and how much their local economy relies on hunters and what it does for their local communities and their villagers and um, how all of that meat gets donated to the villagers over there. I think there's just like a big miscommunication as to what we actually do. Mm-hmm. And I know even like hunting over here, people that don't do it, they think I've heard so many times, you just go out and shoot animals. Like there's so much more that goes into it. There's permits, there's tags, there's licenses. You kill the mature ones that are out of the breeding herds. And mm-hmm. you there's science that goes behind it. It's not just going out there and shooting the first thing you see. So yeah. I've gotten a lot of hate over it. But I think there's a lot of people out there that are interested in learning. They just don't know where to start. And it goes back to having a civil conversation. For sure. Yeah, it's a good point. Do, do you think, I, I don't even really want to bring this up because I think it's overplayed and it's, you know, I think you know where I'm going to go. It's a little wore out. Like if, if you think if you were a male and you did the same thing, is anyone going to have the same reaction? You know what I mean? Like I remember like yeah. when Melissa Bachman got all the shit for killing the lion and I think probably like similar time frame, right? When you kind of were dealing with the internet drama think- with that. I think hers was a couple years before me, maybe like two years, like 2012. So that was kind of before social media was like as big as it is now. Like I think doing it with social media, it just is going to spread like wildfire. And if you're going to post something like that, get ready to, you know, reap what's coming because it's going to. But I feel like you take my ugly ass over there and I kill a lion. I post a picture. They're like, yeah, all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Kurt, because on our pages, we have some very accomplished female hunters on the Dre Outdoor staff, and they're the ones that get all of the hate when their stuff gets posted. So I never understand that. And the hate is coming from men. It's so weird. You know, and it's like, what? 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 I'm so proud of them and so happy for them and happy for the work that Kendall does and that Taylor does. And you sh- we should be propping these young ladies up, you know, of for course. the work that they're doing and representing hunters and conservationists. And that one makes me scratch my head more than anything else is the hate towards female hunters. I just don't get it. I think it's probably like a self-esteem thing, I think is probably where it like stems from because it's like the last thing, <laughs> like how are you going to, you're going to hate on a, it's weird. You just never do that in person. And, and maybe it's because the threat of like the kickback of it isn't there for them guys. You know, I don't know. That's, that's what I was going to say is it's funny how the hate's always there. You know, if it's a female and they're behind an animal, there's at least going to be one hateful comment, but yet I've never met, I don't know, I would say Kendall probably hasn't, a single male at an event, at a trade show, that has, like, came up to me and said any of that hateful thing, any of that to my face, you know? So it's like they just feel like they're powerful behind a keyboard or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, and I think think also it goes to an intimidation factor, and I think females are an easier target to be able to shut them up and go quiet and try and get them to stop doing what they're doing. I know I had a, I actually had a lot of people tell me to go dark, delete my social media and quit everything whenever everything was happening with me and the media. And I was like, that's not who I am. And I think y'all can vouch for me. Like, I'm not going to shut my mouth. I'm a loud mouth and I'm going to get my opinion out there if I want it out there. So um, I think it's just an easier target. And I think girls can be more sensitive than guys. Yeah. I mean, created, Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, Taylor. 
if God created one person on this earth to receive as much hate as she is and to have skin about as thick as our drywall, it's Kindle. <laughs> 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 skin, skin as thick as the drywall. I haven't heard that. I'm going to use that now. Honestly, it might be thicker. I need to think something else. <laughs> well, I mean, not, not much, not much offends Kindle, does it, Kindle? Yeah, I think I've heard it all at this point, and I have the mindset of people that talk bad about me, especially without even knowing me, says more about them than it does me. So I'm like, whatever, you can say that. I give up on even trying. Especially yeah. people that don't care to have a conversation and want to learn more about it. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Like, you're ignorant. It's a waste of energy for sure. But man, mm -hmm. I, you know, trying to put myself in your shoes with some of that, because like, we're talking like national news level type attention when it came to some of this stuff, right? You know? I, I'd have a hard time with it. Like, I think that'd be a weird adjustment. Like when we first started doing the series on DeerCast, some of the comments when Mark, you killed your, your big buck and we podcasted over it. Like it's not even anywhere on the scale of what you've seen or received, but I read it. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm getting a low self-esteem. I can't read the comments. <laughs> so, and it's not, and then most of it is like people who don't know me. They're like, I wish that dude would shut up and let Mark talk. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> So it's well, little was, stuff. I was saying that for some of my fake accounts, Kurt. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> that's where you're. That's where Mark comes at me with everything he wants to critique me with all his spam accounts and hurt my self esteem. <laughs> but I'd have a tough time with it. I got to be completely honest. Like you know, you want people to like you. You want people to support you, no matter how thick your skin is. But just how you handle it, I'm sure there was like a, a growth period for that, right? I would assume you didn't start yeah. off tough with it i guess or as tough as you are now well, i mean even whenever it was happening it was kind of like it's so hard to describe because it was happening i was seeing these news headlines that said baby face killer i was on the cover of <laughs> sorry CNN, like literally no germ i'll send you a picture i was on the cover of germany's biggest newspaper my face and the headlines in big bold baby face killer That's no what kidding the headlines were yeah, and I was over like Piers Morgan from Spain. Like I was like worldwide, but it didn't really feel like me. I'm like, yeah. eh, that sucks for that girl. Like she's getting a lot of hate, but like yeah. that girl was me. And at that time in my life, I still had like two separate accounts on every social media platform because I still wanted to keep my private life and my friends and my family and just hang out like or not hang out but be like with them and post like that kind of stuff and just leave my hunting to my hunting now i've kind yeah. of merged the two yeah. but all of that hate stuff happened on my hunting stuff and i'm like eh, it's fine but yeah i always say if that happened and looking back now and just remembering like all the things that were said if this i would rather it happen to me if it happened to someone else like there's a very good chance they would have killed themselves. And I hate saying that, and I don't say that lightly. Yeah, no, but that's a serious, serious deal. How old were you at the time, Kendall? Were you 19 I, or 20? I was 19. I was going into my sophomore year of college, and I was a Texas Tech cheerleader. Like, they had petitions to try and ban me from the entire continent of Africa, which I don't even think that that's a thing but <laughs> right, yeah, ban like, me from <laughs> ban me from africa not the, not a country not south africa the continent like the entire continent <laughs> i'm like do they know it's a continent no or? they had no idea no idea yeah and so wow i had petitions to try and kick me out of school kick me off the cheer team like no they kidding 
they wanted me to be dead. What was the sure. reaction to like your peers at school? Um, all of my friends, they were like, what the heck is going on? Especially girls on the cheer team, they would get messages and wow. they would be like, Hey, like, are you okay? They were super supportive. Mm -hmm. And one of the coolest things is like, none of them hunted, like maybe like one or two of them, like had been hunting before, yeah. but none of them hunted. They didn't know like what the heck I was doing. They thought it was cool. For sure. But then they they started asking me questions and I would explain it to them and I would explain the conservation and I would explain why it's important for us to go over there. And they were like, so why are people hating on you? I'm like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it, so I think that's a prime example of like, you have to educate people on yeah. it. And at the end of the day, you're not going to change everyone's mind, but at least opening people's eyes to a different perspective is super important. Yeah, it, and in turn, you probably educated way more people through the process of them looking into it, if they truly looked into it. But yeah, all of this negative, did it end up rolling into a positive, you know, for like your career and, and things you got to do in life and stuff like that? Do you look at it that way at all? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. say I made a career out of haters. <laughs> I made a career <laughs> out of being canceled. I was like canceled before canceled was a thing. Right, right. And it kind of started me off in the outdoor industry. Like I had no plans to do this for a living. And now I get to have fun every single day. Like I'm in Colorado right now going down to New Mexico and I get paid for it. Like sign me up. It's so yeah. awesome. And um, in the beginning, it was like 90% hate, maybe 10% support. And now it flip flops every if I go on a hunt, you're always going to get that hate. But I have so many more people that support me. And um, really just they I get so many good messages from dads, too. And mm -hmm. that is what really fuels my fire is getting kids into the outdoors and they're like my daughter looks up to you she's a cheerleader and that she's going on her first hunt with me this year and so that's why i do it and i'm really grateful for these opportunities yeah that's very cool that's a good point too because i have a little girl i have a three-year-old you know and that's like the role models that i'm gonna like look for to guide my daughter as she gets older and starts to understand things a little more you know but so taylor how did you and kindle meet so we met, okay, we've talked about this so many times and we're like, can we not I'm, talk about it or what? <laughs> well, no, it was just so long ago, but I, I feel like we, we met a few times like in passing at trade shows, mm -hmm. but then I don't remember like the exact moment or trade show that we ended up like actually talking, I guess, in depth and then, yeah. I don't know. Like we never, I never really have a definitive answer for it. Cause I'm like, it was kind of like. I think years of them passing where we were either in the same group of friends or going to the same like events at trade shows. And then we finally just hit it off and had a ton in common. And we're only what less than a year apart or a year apart in school. So yeah. Cool. And I think I went to shot show for the first time in 2014 and we were always the youngest of our friend group. So like me yeah. and you, like even whenever we were like 20, we were like, okay, send them off. Me and Taylor will go hang out. So I think <laughs> yeah. it's just being at the trade shows consistently. And then I've been up to Utah a couple of times to visit her. She's been down to Texas. So yeah. Very cool. I mean, it's just through the years, like what, eight, nine years now. Yeah. Yeah, we started out as not knowing each other and now we're like best of friends. Kendall was in our wedding. Um, so cool. it's, it's cool. Like I, I always think about that. It's amazing 
really the majority of my closest friends have come from the hunting community. They mm -hmm. really have. And it's just, it's so nice when you meet other females where your morals, your values, your interests, your hobbies align, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I think Kurt, you and I talked about on the last podcast we did together. It's amazing how, if you just put a bunch of hunters in one room, how many things that you have in common with all those people yeah. really, and it all goes down to that love for hunting, you know, for sure. It's just the same bloodline of people. Yeah. You could throw 10 hunters in a room and an hour later they leave as 10 best friends. That's, that's one of yeah. the coolest things I see, you know, within our circles. It's, it's, uh, it's so awesome to see. And yeah. I've gotten to know Kendall through Taylor and she is one of the things that I, I appreciate most about Kendall is she she talks the talk but she also walks the walk when she talks about taking young young girls hunting like she does it annually two or three times a year and i i really appreciate that about her how committed she is to today's youth and taking them out and getting them introduced whether it be on a hunt or just shooting or whatever it is mm -hmm. i follow her pages and she really does a nice job at that as far as i'm concerned perhaps the best in our industry so hats off to you on that kindle well, thank you, Mark. That That's nice coming from you, and I really do appreciate it. Nice coming from me is <laughs> I usually don't say anything. No, no, nice coming from you. Like, you're, I feel like you're a big dog in the industry, and I respect that. And I know we, like, that. joke. I know we joke all the time, but I really do um, appreciate all the kind words and everything you do for me because you have helped me a lot in the industry, at, at least on just advice, too. Well, we, we appreciate what you're doing out there. Keep up the good work, that's for sure. Thank she kind of stuttered because she didn't know how to take a compliment from you. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of caught off guard, okay? Yeah. Well, all the joking around. Kindle. She could take a joke like none other. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, she's, oh, yeah. she's got a great sense of humor like Taylor does. And we, we bust each other's butts daily all day long. And Kendall fits right into that. And she can dish it out. <laughs> Really, really well. I'll tell you that much. Well, we, this... have a, we have a group text with the three of us called the homies. And it's like, I mean, it's a group text that will forever stay between the three of us. But yeah. people like out because we just have, you know, we give each other crap and we're hard on each other, but it's all out of love. But if like people didn't know the relationship that the three of us had and read through like 10 text messages <laughs> in there, they would think that we literally hate each other. Yeah, oh, would. man, I can vouch for that because this is my first time I've ever spoke to you kendall but we've been texting in the group text for this podcast and if people could read it they'd no. be like what the hell is going on in here like it's, yeah, these two girls are crazy yeah so it's like right away i'm like well they're my people so yeah it's par for the course i'm just thinking of the email last night whenever you asked for the email oh yeah i thought that that was pretty funny well oh. and even the, the zoom meeting did you like the name of the zoom meeting Yes, yes, that was great. So, yeah, that's forever. I get the trend. So I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing with my group of friends, too. Like, it's no different. And that's what's so cool about meeting people in the hunting industry is like our podcast has grown. You realize you're like, oh, these people are exactly like me and my friends. And then we become friends, you know, with you guys. It's like you just you, you have an expectation of what someone might be like and then you get in the room like you're saying mark and you realize oh all these people are just like us we have so much in common and, and i'm thankful to be in the hunting community i like to think maybe other communities are that way but i guess i'd have no 
I'd have no way of knowing, but um, I don't really want to find out. Yeah. we don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I don't, I just don't see like there's that different connection. I feel that hunters bring to the table with the camaraderie and just like we know what it takes, the hard work, and what it is to be involved in this space. It's like I don't know. Is it the same? Like our basket dudes that are into basketball that play, you know what I mean? Backyard basketball with the wire or whatever. Do they have the same connections? I don't know. Maybe, but I doubt it. Maybe. You know, that's yeah. You, you I break honestly it down that have way. no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't really want to know. I guess it's like yeah, you're cool not knowing. But if you think about it, you evaluate the community that hunters bring to the table. It's like who else has yeah. that tight knit. I. I think our life experiences in the outdoors just add a cool factor to it too and make us who we are. I think everyone needs to experience the outdoors and they'll just have a different perspective on life. For sure. For sure. Conversely to that whole point, like I don't know that I have, I have trouble becoming friends with people that don't hunt. (laughs) Right. I I don't have many friends that don't hunt. It's a hilarious way to put it when you say it that way, you know, because I don't have much. What do you talk about? You know, the weather. Politics. When dad, when dad finds out he's going to dinner with a non-hunter, his top question: So, what are we supposed to talk about? <laughs> right, right. It's funny. I will say because I have a lot of friends that don't hunt, and the yeah. conversations aren't as fun. They're kind of, they're kind of surface that. level like, conversations in a way. Uh, yeah, kind of. It's harder to like relate to some of their stories or like what they talk about, but. Yeah, I like my I like my hunting friends. They're a lot of fun. Well, Kendall, the next question: If you're, if you're a non-hunter and you're my friend listening to this, don't take offense. Please. They're not going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, they won't listen to it. Yeah, so say whatever yeah. you want. So you've done. You said you've been to Africa seven or eight times, and you you hunt all over. Are you big on taxidermy, or is are you not? It goes one way or the other. It it seems like. Yes, I have a lot of taxidermy for sure. Um, It started out with my dad's for the most part. My Mm -hmm. dad, he had an amazing trophy room. And most most of my African experiences were with my dad. My dad passed away in 2016. I've been back twice since then. And one of them was a big safari. And my mom actually got really into it that time around. And she was like, I want all of them mounted. She, I think like she got like 10 full body mounts. I'm like, mom, I don't think we have space for this. Do you understand what you're ordering right now? And I think she ended up like, making those like shoulder mounts or something yeah. but all of them have a memory for sure and mm-hmm. i love it and it reminds me of all the good times so for yes sure. i get most of everything mounted especially if it's like my first of that species or if mm-hmm. there's like a cool meaning behind it yeah is it something say- go ahead taylor sorry um i went to kindle's house i think it was for the first time a couple years ago and we had, she was down at our Texas lease and then I drove with her back home and I'd never been there before. First of all, you pull into her front yard and there's zebra laying down and I'm like, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was like, is that a live zebra or is that a fake zebra? Uh-huh. <laughs> but they have, or her dad and her family, I mean, they have one of the most incredible trophy rooms I've ever seen. Like, and it just, it's, it's a trophy room that you almost like feel the respect for the African animals and the lifestyle. I mean, just the way that it's laid out and how the animals, you know, are, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it's a really, really beautiful 
room of animals because I, I honestly had never seen an African amount up close until then. Mm-hmm. And so it's really amazing to see how big some of those animals are and how much space they do take up. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I think it'll be fun, you know, if we have success over there to bring in some African like shoulder mounts. But there's something about, you know, I like seeing the variety, but there's something about when you see just a wall of big white tails all together, you know, same species, but there's just something cool about that too. But it's also cool to see like, you know, one of each thing from around the world is kind of neat as well. Like they also, that puts off a different trophy room feel in a good way. Both are good, you know, but um, I was just curious, you know, going over there, if some people are real into it, like full mountain lions, that, that would be insane. We, yeah. <laughs> I have five full mountain lions. Really? What's your favorite animal ever that you've ever hunted? What's one that you just always think about or always go back to or just want to do it again over and over? Someone asked me this question literally yesterday, and that is like the hardest question because, I mean, my leopard hunt in Zimbabwe back in 2014. That was probably the most intense, rewarding hunt that I've ever been on. My mountain lion in New Mexico was another very intense hunt. My last hunt with my dad was my most memorable hunt, and that was a whitetail. So I have like different memories on each animal. So it's hard to say that, especially like I know that y'all really target whitetail and turkey, and I love that, but I just want to learn about all the different types of hunting. Like I haven't really gotten into backcountry hunting yet. I haven't, I've been on one elk hunt and I wasn't successful on it. So I just want to learn so much about all the different types. And then whenever I'm older, maybe figure out what it is that I do like. I mean, I haven't been on a hunt that I don't like yet. Right. I, so I don't know. I'm still learning all the time. And I, that's one of the things that I want to do with my platform as I'm learning, teach other people about what I'm learning too. That's great. That's like the best answer I think you could have answered that question with. <laughs> so I want to get into this fishing. I, I watched your social post when you were in with Hannah. And <laughs> oh, was, my gosh. I was just amazed. I really wish I had been there to see that. But that one that rolls over, that looked painful to me. It looked <laughs> like it hurt bad. <laughs> okay, one – one, can y'all believe I actually did that? I know me and Taylor have talked about it. And for years, I said, I will never do that. I am not ever. I've done some crazy stuff. Yeah. But putting my hand in a box or like a hole with a catfish to let it bite it, I'm out. And then, <laughs> I'm out too. I'd never um, do that. <laughs> Well, in me and Hannah, we've been we've been friends for years as well, but we hadn't really hung out and we've gotten closer over the last couple of months. And she was like, just come out, hang out with us. And if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. I'm like, okay, game. That sounds fun. Hanging out with Jeff and Hannah, which side note, they're an absolute hoot. I love them. But we get out there and they talk me into it. And y'all, it was the most adrenaline rushing thing ever. It was so cool. And I hate to say it, but I freaking loved it. Really? (laughs) And I want to go again. Yes. I was like, okay, next box, let's go. But yeah, you literally, and okay, Jeff did like check the boxes and like, the holes and stuff before because i'm like i'm not sticking my hand in there if there's like a beaver or snapping turtle or something <laughs> right, so right, yeah. he did the grunt work of that but yeah no you literally go in put your hand 
in and mm-hmm. let this fish bite you, like attack you multiple times. Like, cause sometimes you don't get it on the first one. And the, so the one that twirled me, uh, they, you know, like an alligator, they do like that death roll. That's basically what it did. And thankfully my arm, so you're supposed to grab the bottom lip of it and then put your hand like through the gill plate on the side and put your whole arm through it. And then they won't be able to do that. Well, I just had a grip on it. And so whenever it went, I was still trying to hold on, but then it like twirled me and I was like, never mind. I'm well, doing that. <laughs> Mark, would you ever do that ever? I don't have any. I don't like to eat catfish that much. I do that much. I, that's like yeah, I my worst it. nightmares all blended into one. I would. I don't think I could ever do it. I don't think I could either. I mean, I'm totally not against it, and like I love. I watch people's videos of it. I we watch Hannah stuff, you know, and it's it's crazy that she does all that. But I've never seen someone do it, including Kendall, and be like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. You and just I, have to I, come out. I have zero pain tolerance, so I'm probably not going to go noodling. <laughs> I feel like I would yeah, just be okay. the biggest sissy, like, and just embarrass myself. Like, murky <laughs> water, their fish are just, those catfish are just kind of nasty looking. And then you got to put your hand in a hole while you're under. Are you underwater when you put your hand in the hole? Like, you have to go under and then put your hand in. Yeah, just swim. Yeah. Nope. That's a nightmare zone for me. You don't. You just fill where the hole is and you put your hand in there. I'm just going to say Taylor is 100% out. She's never going to do it. She'll hate every single part of it. Like She'll probably cry. Okay, now Mark and Kerr, I think y'all should try it. But you asked Mm. if it hurt. And not the bigger ones can. And I would say what hurt the most was um, just like putting your hand in over and over, just like having it do it over and over at the same time, especially like through the gill plate. I had like bruises on my left arm just from like putting it in there and it rubbing, you mm. know? I, I mean, I came out with bruises and cuts and all those sorts of things, but it wasn't unbearable. And I have a high pain tolerance, so. I'll, I'll, I get a, I'll do it I if Mark does it. On a, I get a paper cut on a paper plate and I'm like, I need a Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm no. She's like, we need peroxide neosporin, maybe a butterfly stitch and a band-aid for this. Yeah. I saw your story of your bruises on your arm. I was like, she's literally insane. I think it'd be the ultimate spectator sport though, Kurt. Like if we had a case of beer on the river, we were in the boat. Yes. Like, hey, Kendall, go, go get that one, you know? Or yeah, Anna, would you grab that one? You know, I think it'd be a blast, especially if you were half buzz watching. Watch okay. <laughs> so okay, that changes things a little bit, right? Like if I'm on the boat and there's cold beer on ice and what you know i'll hold the camera for a little bit and then i think i get like six seven beers in i might be like all right let me in there you know and then yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's you when might I get a liquid some liquid courage yeah, yeah. that might help me because it's just a fear it's a mental thing for me like I, I have no desire to do that but yeah i think maybe if i'm there on the boat and i'm six seven beers deep i'm like ah hell let me in there you know it, it might be one of those deals but i don't know i can't even guarantee that no. So before before we went, so there's flatheads and then there's blue cats. I caught mainly flatheads. I caught one blue cat, but blue cats are the most aggressive ones, apparently, according to the barons. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want any part of that because I asked Hannah, I was like, what's the difference between like a flathead and a blue cat? 
and flatheads they'll like attack and bite but not as hard as blue cats and she was like go outside to your car open your car door stick your arm in and slam it over <laughs> slam it over and over multiple times i was like uh-uh. sounds fun yeah I was, I was like and you do that for fun <laughs> And she was like, yeah, she was like, they're just way more aggressive and they bite harder. I was like, yeah, we're like, that's the other thing. I made Jeff check that it wasn't a blue cat. I'm like, I'm not doing a blue cat. Yeah. It's like flatheads only this time around. That's so are they biting you because they think you're food or are they biting you in, as a defense mechanism? So they're actually spawning right now. So they are in those holes spawning and they're protecting their eggs. And so they think that it's like a predator of some sort and they come and attack. Gotcha. Okay. Horrifying. It's a shark. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's a freshwater Basically. shark. The river sharks. Yeah. This made it sound worse than just watching the video song for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's in defense of its babies and you're going to put your hand in there and let it bite. You. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. But, you know, I respect it. Whatever. The baby killer, the baby face killer, <laughs> right. baby face killer, literally. Yeah. Let's get that started yeah. again, <laughs> dude. That if you ever become a rapper, please make that your rap name. Baby like, face, that should be. It would be a hey, good rap name. Taylor knows I can rap. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> uh oh. Let's leave the rapping out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, keep that off. <laughs> you won't be able to post it. So what? <laughs> You've done like all this crazy, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I call it crazy, but maybe it's not crazy. Like adventure stuff, you know, over in Africa and wherever else. Like what's one that sticks out to you that maybe got like a little sketchy or you were like pretty nervous about like something where you're like, uh, I don't know about this, but you were like in the moment and you had to go through with it or whatever it was, you know? Okay. My New Mexico uh, mountain lion hunt. That's what, one what that, got weird about that it. Was, that was one of the last hunts with my dad so that was december 2015 and that one i was going to shoot it with my bow mm -hmm. and we had dogs you know tracking and like trying to get us on a scent and normally they go up into a tree or they cave and you can scare them out of the cave well this one wasn't coming out of the cave and somehow i don't even remember what was said they talked me into bear crawling into the cave with a pistol and I was bear crawling into the cave. I got six feet and my dad was like, I'll be standing over you in case like, you know, it charges. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and so I got six feet from this cat and he was claw or like showing his fangs, showing me his teeth and clawing at me, literally like claws. And I was six feet from it and shot him right in the chest. Oh man. He didn't. Yeah. And my dad, I, I'm not like, you know, 20 feet into this cave. I was probably like 10 foot into this cave, but yeah, I was on my belly bear crawling and my dad was like right outside the cave on top of a rock with a rifle just like, in case. over my head. He was like shooting duck. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> I wow. shot and got out of there really quickly. <laughs> See, that's, that's cool. That's what I wanted. Cause I just killed my first mountain lion last winter and it wasn't sketchy like that at all. Now I thought it was, it, it was exhilarating because things could go sideways. You know, I was worried about like a dog, like me wounding it and then a dog get, get killed or whatever. But yeah, if I had to crawl into a cave, you know, we're getting into that, put your hand in a hole for catfish territory again, where I'm like things that make me uncomfortable, dark <laughs> holes with big cats in them and dark holes with catfish in them. Like, yeah, just not on my list of like things I'm excited to do, but great story. 
Things that make me uncomfortable. Everything that Kindle has done. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holes with aggressive Wait. animals in them. I'm not, I'm not about that, you know? <laughs> Have I ever told you, Taylor, about my leopard story? That would be my probably second. My Let's second hear that time. one. So uh, I was in Zimbabwe hunting this leopard. This was back in 2014. And we had 14 days. This was my most intense but most rewarding hunt at the same time. We had 14 days to kill this cat because we had to go back to South Africa after that. And normally, whenever dogs get on a scent, there's like a 95% chance that like you're at least going to see this cat and pass on it. Mm -hmm. Well, it was like day six, day seven, we hadn't gotten on nothing. And then we got on a scent and the dogs lost the scent, which is very unrare. And then the next day it crossed the borderlines. So we weren't able to do that. And then the next day it was like a small female. And so like, I was just, you, say, really you said border defeated. like of the country borderlines of, or like the no, area, so like where I was hunting the um, session I was hunting gotcha. it went back into, or it went into a national park, I believe. Gotcha. I can't remember exactly, but we weren't able to hunt after, gotcha. at that point. And so like, this was like three or four instances where, um, this kept happening and I was just like over it at that point. We had to wake up at 3 a.m. every morning, go and checking baits, which means you get out and walk to where this like zebra leg is and see if a leopard is hanging out and has eaten it at that point, which they're probably going to be in the area mm -hmm. that uh, still in that area at 3 a.m. And so once you get on a scent, then you send the dogs off once it gets light. Well, this was literally day 14. They got on a scent. The lead dog, whenever, after I killed this leopard, went 21 miles. And <laughs> normally, they go up into a cave or a tree, just like a mountain lion. Very rarely is it a ground fight. Well, this one was in a cave. And as soon as, like, the dogs got there way before we did. And as soon as we got to the bottom of where this cave was, they were like, he's coming out. I'm like you know, don't even have my gun ready, don't have shooting sticks up, don't have nothing. And they're like, he's coming out while this leopard comes darting out of the cave straight down this hill, like straight for us, and then veers off right before he gets to us. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and runs in this grass that's like five, six feet tall. So all you see is this grass moving. You don't know if it's the cat, you don't know if it's the dog. And then I see like just literally this much leopard and I don't know if it's the head. I don't know if it's the butt. I don't know if it's the shoulder. I don't know what part of this leopard is. I just see it. And they're like, you better shoot because he's about to charge because his ears were tucked back and his tail was tucked under. The other guy could see the leopard. I couldn't. And so I just sent off a shot and um, I gave him a backup shot after that. But, mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. it was intense. He almost charged. And I've also been charged by a Cape Buffalo. So sketchy of all things that could be sketchy both of those things you just casually oh yeah i almost got charged by kid buffalo no big deal like it's like all right move past that one how, how how big is like a big leopard like that roughly i don't know if you guys were able to weigh it or not but um i don't remember what they what they weigh but i want to say and don't quote me on that yeah. average is like 170 maybe pounds so an average leopard's like a really big mountain lion yeah, there. I would say that they have similar uh, like body styles. No kidding! Wow, that'd be that'd be scary. That's something 
I would like to do, I think leopard be on my list after having like a mountain lion experience. You know? Yeah, no, it's really cool. They're very, they're very aggressive though. Mark, have you more ever aggressive than mountain lions? Oh, really? Well, even better. Great. Mark, have you ever <laughs> gone on a mountain lion hunt or any desire to do anything like that at all? I have not. No, we stick stick to those whitetails and turkeys and stay in our lane. That's the one thing we've always <laughs> Yeah. Things that don't charge at us. <laughs> yeah. See, I get that. I mean, that's cool. You know? I'm, Go ahead. I was asked the other day, I'm a huge adrenaline junkie. Like, I don't think Taylor would, like, would you ever go skydiving or do anything like that? Yeah. See, I live for that. And someone asked me, like, why do you hunt? Like, those animals, isn't it scary? And I, my response, like, without even thinking was like, I want something that can kill me back, you know? <laughs> and they, and then it, that came out of my mouth. And I was like, that sounds kind of, kind of psychopathish, but whatever. Yeah. I think I just love those hunts. And I think that it's very rewarding. And it's intense at times, but it makes the best memories. Well, I will say that those those stories and those memories are what's prominent in my yeah. mind. Well, it's experiences that just other people will never have. You know, there's people that do yeah. have them, but it's just, it's, uh, you know, that's deep life experiences and real adventure and things that you just can't get here. You know, you actually, you get, and, but it's not only the hunt. It's like you get to see a different continent and the people and that whole, it's a whole like cultural experience. It sounds like too. So. For sure. For sure. And I'm super grateful and blessed. My dad worked his ass off his whole life to give me that life. And I don't take that lightly either. I get the, Oh, daddy's money must be nice. Like all the time. Like, yeah, my dad did give me a damn good life and I wouldn't be able to do half of the things that I did because of him. So mm -hmm. I can only hope that I am able to give my kids those experiences. Like I don't go on those hunts anymore because I, I can't afford it myself right now. Do I save up for it? Heck yeah. But mm -hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. You got a great mindset. You really do. It's, well, it's cool. You. It's very cool. It's refreshing, you know, and I think most people in your position that have those experiences typically have a good head on their shoulders and, and know what they have and are appreciative and real and down to earth. But it's just always refreshing to talk to someone and you'd be able to like go through these stories of like big adventure, but then you're so humble and appreciative of it and conscious of what you've done and what you have. And then, you know, like still got to put in the work to keep that coming. So pretty cool. Well, thank you, Mark Taylor. You got anything else we should throw at her now? I, this is like a good stepping stone for like the next couple ones where we can really blindside you. <laughs> Perfect. Great. <laughs> We'll do the full Kenny series. The yeah. full Kenny series. Oh gosh. Yeah, we'll do like hey, an after I have hours. Stories for days. Yeah, she has stories for days. Certainly, but we appreciate you coming on, Kendall, and we know how busy you are right now. And we're much like you. Everybody's looking forward to getting out of the summer months and getting into fall. Yes. And um, can't wait for the seasons to start opening up. But we appreciate you joining us here on on uh, Working Class on Deercast. Certainly. Heck yeah. Well, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was fun. We'll have to do it again and we can get into even more stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so we'll do a regular working class one. We'll have to, have to do it. We're all in person. Then we can really just go off the charts on it a little bit. But um, that sounds like a good one. We can do that. We'll do <laughs> yes, it. We'll do that another. Sounds uh, like a fun one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll call it the kitchen series. Right, Taylor? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Forever in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good time. So, yeah, now you kind of know, but tell your PR crew, 
that like I did an okay job, and then next time it'll be a little easier to schedule the next episode. Perfect. And whenever he says PR crew, he's texting me and Taylor in a group text, and I'm just awful on my phone, okay? I'm just literally terrible. I have 650 unread text messages right now. Mark, I don't want to hear it. I know I need to be better about it, but I'm just trying to live life, okay? Like, I don't want to be on my phone all the time. I appreciate that. You don't make memories on, you don't make those stories that I told you. You don't make those kind of memories on your phone. Good excuse. No, you don't, but you might miss out on one, on an invite from one of those texts. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay. You got me. Good point. Good point. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll even it out more. I'll work on it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Kendall. Thanks, Mark and Taylor for joining me on this. It was fun. I was, gl- yeah, it was fun. glad we're able to make it happen. And, uh, uh, Kendall, you got anything to close out with? Where can people find you before we go? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. All Kendall Jones, K-E-N-D-A-L-L. Don't spell it wrong. <laughs> Perfect. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, watching, tuning in. We appreciate the support here on DeerCast. Leave a comment or question for the next one. You know what to do. Go shoot a giant. We love you. are where you think they are any one of these casts could be the bite it's the most exciting fishing that i know right here at hawks cave oh that's awesome experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer don't miss thursdays with saltwater experience brought to you by golden boat lifts every thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m eastern on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment